Okay, so Mark just said, remind people about the fruit. So unfortunately, this is not fruit that you can eat this morning. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, God gave me a word for us as a church um, in the new year, at the top of the new year, uh, about that this is a year of extreme fruitfulness. So this is here to remind us of that word. So even though we might not speak directly about it each week, it is still what God has said, and we are holding to that. So yes, um, fruit is good for you as well. So. Not, that fruit. <laughs> not that fruit. Cool. So um, yeah, just before we start, I know that Mother's Day can be hard for some people, and it can be a bittersweet day. And uh, just in the room, I, I know there's people going through stuff with family. And um, so I just want to acknowledge that um, and, and that knowledge. You know who you are and, and God knows who you are as well. And he sees it all. And um, yeah, I just want to pray right now. If that's, if that's you and this is a difficult day for you or a bittersweet day, I just pray that God would comfort you and give you his peace and um, yeah, just presence himself with you. And he knows, he knows what you're going through. He sees it all and he's with you in it. Yeah. It is also good to celebrate. Oh, do you know what? This is the first time I've ever read off my iPad. And uh, I'm just going to pray for no malfunctions and no turning off of battery. And in fact, I don't know, I've got it set to go on to like sleep or something. Keep touching it. Okay, keep touching it. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so I was thinking about Mother's Day, and I was thinking, you know, these days, um, I mean, the greetings card companies just rake it in, don't they? And they have just, even in this digital age, they have gone from strength to strength. They're just more cards than ever, I think. And, you know, what we celebrate, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents' Day, Valentine's Day. There's even Pastor Appreciation Day, but I think that's just in America. Well, we could make it here as well, but I don't know what day it is, but, yeah, I think that's an American thing. Um, <laughs> and you know what? There's something in me that goes, you know what? I don't want to be dictated to a day where I celebrate my mum or, you know, I celebrate the love of my life or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but I was just pondering it. And I think it's really good that culture in general has picked up on this because it's thanking, it's honouring, it's celebrating people in our lives. So actually I was like, you know what, it is a good thing. It is a good thing. But hey, let's not just leave it to one day a year. So, um, did you know that Mother's Day originates back to the 16th century? If you're a school teacher, <laughs> you will know this. And I'm sure I learnt it maybe, you know, 20 years ago at school. But uh, <laughs> I, I was just looking into it again, and yeah, I was wow, 16th century, that's a long time ago. And it was known, actually, as Mothering Sunday. And on this day, people returned to their mother church. And so this was either the local church where you'd been baptized, or it was your local parish church, or even the local cathedral, and you would go back there. And um, as time went on, Mothering Sunday became a day where servants were released to go back to their mother churches and be with their families um, and their, mother, their own mothers. And actually, it was the one day in the year where all the family got together um, because they weren't released on, on another day in those times. And um, also, you know, we've given out flowers this morning. And since people used to walk to church, often the children would pick just wild flowers along the way and place them in the church or give them to their mothers, which I thought was a really nice thing 
um, to just think about, you know, because we often give flowers now. That's another, you know, supermarkets are raking it in with that, aren't they, as well? Um, now, this celebration, it eventually dwindled in time and it was forgotten in the church calendar. But in 1921, a lady who wasn't and who never was a mother, um, she was called Constance Penswick Smith. That's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Constance Penswick Smith. And she wrote a booklet and she asked for the revival of this celebration. But her, her, um, her, not her husband, her father was a minister, a vicar in a local church. And um, so, you know, she was in, uh, uh, you know, in that church and in those spheres. And yeah, she wrote this booklet. Um, I couldn't find a copy of it. I really wanted to read what she's written, but I couldn't find a copy. Um, but it became a celebration again in the church, which I love. And I love that this celebration, it's founded in and around the church. And uh, I know Mark's been thinking this week, hands up who saw his video of a uh, few people. Um, oh, I... <laughs> I, def I would recommend listening to it. It's only like five minutes long. It's about how we mother our city. But So he's been thinking about that this week. I've been thinking about um, how just this idea of a mother church and uh, um, expressing the mother heart of God. And, um, you know, it's interesting in the Bible, we hear God identified primarily as a father, son, husband, king, prince. And God is described with a he he is good. He is faithful. And, um, you know, I'm not here to get into any th theological <laughs> kind of debate or, you know, I haven't been there with this. And I, I believe that there's a reason why he is referred to in those terms. And it, it's to do with our understanding of who he is. But, you know, he is neither male nor female. He is spirit. And, um, in the beginning, we read in Genesis 1:27, it says, God made man in, or it says, let us make man in our image. And our is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, uh, and then it says, man was made in their image, male and female. So I love it. Males and females together are an expression of who God is. And together we reflect who God is. Not one of the sexes can represent fully God in and of itself, but together we can. Um, so I've been thinking of some of the things um, in the Bible that talk about God and in a mothering way, because we don't often look at those things. So um, I'm just going to rattle through a few verses um, if you want to take note of them or turn there. So the first one is 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 to 4, and it speaks of God being our comforter. And this is how it goes. It says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give the same comfort that God has given us. I don't know what it was like in your home growing up or it is in your home now, but um, in, in our home, when the kids like hurt themselves or when they're feeling a bit emotional, they will generally come to me. They will go to Mark as well, but they generally, particularly if they've hurt themselves, they'll come to me for comfort and for me to do something about it. And, um, you know, mums are good. They're good at comforting, I think. It's definitely a skill that we have as mums. Um, in Isaiah 66, 13, God says... I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. 
and uh, also in Isaiah 49, verses 14 to 15. The writer says, yet Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. And God replies, never. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if this was possible, I would never forget you. It's just amazing. So God is seen here like a mother attending to her child and, and loving her child. And there's a bond that can't be broken. And we know that because of our human state, that bond is broken between natural mother and child. But with God, he says, never, never will I abandon you. Never will that bond be broken. In Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven, Jesus himself says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. So we've got that image here of God as a mother hen gathering her chicks, shielding, protecting, nurturing and loving her chicks. The last verse is uh, Psalm 91 verse 4, and this is only a selection, but um, it reflects a similar image to that. And it says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And rampart means defense. So this verse, he's, it's referring to he, but it's using a motherly language and a motherly image. So in God, our Father, we find both masculine and feminine qualities and characteristics. And uh, yeah, we just, we just really need each other to express God to the world, male and female together. I, like I said before, I love this thought of being a mother church. Not that that means that we're not other things, but um, I think it's really something that we can embrace. And uh, you know, these days it's not necessarily where you've been baptized or christened or it's not a local parish church that we walk to. But um, there's something about the mothering nature that church carries, church with a capital C carries, where people come in and they're covered by this comforting, nurturing, protecting, loving and defending wing. And they're invited in to experience the father's love for themselves. What a privilege to be that to our communities and our city where there's, there's so much need, there's so much brokenness, so much um, abandonment. And, uh, you know, most of all, there's a need to be loved, to be known and to belong. That's exactly what we're here to offer. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so us together, male and female, young and old, from every walk of life, we represent the heart of God to all. Like I said before, we're a family and, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, we are blood family, but we're a family that God has chosen to put together. And there's, I love that there's women in this room that they don't have natural children, but they have such a mothering heart towards us all. And I just want to honor those people. And, you know, there are men in this room that have mothering qualities about them. And it doesn't make them any less of a man because we, we need men to be able to express that side of, of who God's made them to be as well. So I just want to encourage you men, you know, if you're good at comforting, keeping good at comforting and nurturing. Um, and yeah, we, we need, really need that. Um, I was at Cherish Conference. Uh, hands up who's going to Cherish Conference this year. 
there's quite a lot of us. There's much more than that, but that is. I'm so I'm so looking forward to. You, really excited. And last year, um, the the host Charlotte Gamble, who uh, leads Life Church um, with her husband Steve, she read this poem, and it kind of depicts the journey of motherhood. And I just thought I, I just wanted to read it out and see if you can relate to it. And I'm sure some dads in the room can relate to it too. And uh, you know, maybe if you don't have children, think about how your mother was with you. And it's called The Invisible Thread. And it goes like this. It's the nursery you prepare before they even arrive. It's the stretch marks you gain so that they can thrive. It's the exhausting days and sleepless nights. It's the rockabye baby until you can turn off the lights. It's the never-ending sanitizing, food food processing, nappy-changing routine. It's the losing battle you try and fight just to keep the house clean. It's the mountains of laundry you scale every day. It's the 101 errands you have to get out of the way. It's the bus you ride to fill the fridge they empty. It's the many lunches you pack and the dishwashing aplenty. It's the chef, nurse, banker and taxi driver you become. It's the all-round superhero they expect in a mum. It's the homework you Google so that you can help them more. It's the artwork science project you win a gold star for. It's the listening ear and shoulder to cry on. It's the battles you fight and the storms you shelter them from. It's the double shifts you take to provide Christmas and birthdays. It's the money you save so they can go on on school away days. It's the hurt you absorb so that they can heal. It's the lengths you go to try and understand how they feel. It's the favorite meal you make them to see them smile. It's the email you send when you haven't seen them for a while. It's the hours of loud music, gaming, cartoons you endure. It's the times you take the blame and you're not even sure what for. It's the decorating, sewing, baking you're never paid for. It's the drop-in centre laundry service, drive-through meals and more. It's the crisis you manage and the mountains you help move. It's the hand you hold and the pain you soothe. It's the phone call you take in the middle of the night. It's the reassurance you bring that everything's going to be all right. It's the prayers you pray that no one else sees. It's the days when you feel you failed and fall on your knees. It's the days when you build the bridge with the words, I'm sorry. It's the times you drop everything to help alleviate the worry. It's the exhausting, exasperating days. It's the tears, tantrums and navigating of teenage ways. It's the laughter and light you endeavor to bring. It's the extra mile you will always run to help them win. It's the seasons that change and the way you adapt. It's the sacrifice it takes to fill all their gaps. It's the reason you have too many grey hairs. It's the times when you thought no one cares. It's the sweet surrender it takes to keep giving out. It's the many different ways you show love until there is no doubt. It's the incredibly messy miracle that you get to be in. It's the realization that all these moments are everything. So beautiful tonight, when you lay down your head, I pray that you'll remember you are someone's invisible thread. Isn't that beautiful? Just love that. I wish I had written that. <laughs> I did ask Charlotte permission to read that out, so and she said, yes, that's fine. Um, yeah, I just... Motherhood is such an amazing journey. And uh, I think what this depicts is a real one of reality. (laughs) 
you know, it's not glamorous, is it? But it's such a privilege and a blessing and an honor. And we are raising children who are going to change their world. Not might not be the world, but they're going to change their world. What a privilege as, as parents. Now, if you've looked inside your little brown box, those mums who got a little brown box, some of you I see haven't opened it. Can I spoil? Can I do a spoiler? It said, I've written around the candle, you are enough. And God just kept dropping that into my heart this week. You are enough. And you are enough. It seems like maybe there's a bit of a lack in there, those words. I didn't write, you are good enough. I just wrote, you are enough. But God showed me it like this. It's like when you have a bill to pay, it's for a certain amount. And you, ha- you need a bank account to be able to pay that amount. You don't need to pay over that amount. You just need to pay the amount that whoever is asking of you. And God said, that's what I'm like, because he's the source of everything that we are. And he's, he's the bank account. And what he does, he's, he gives us what we need for that moment, for that day, for that week. And, um, you know, that's why I've put you are enough because, but it's got a because, because God is enough. So if we always go to him, and this is for everybody, if we always go to him and know that he is our source, he will always give us enough for what we're going through, for what we have to deal with, for our kids. Um, He'll give us the wisdom to parent. So that's why I've written that on the candle. In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do... We make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone. And we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We our family and in this house that means we we love. love